0: Hello and welcome to episode 155 of the Dan York Report. I'm coming at you today from Djibouti on the eastern coast of Africa. In fact, I'm actually coming at you from Djibouti, Djibouti because I'm in the city of Djibouti inside the country of Djibouti. Kind of like New York, New York, only on a larger country scale anyway. Djibouti itself is a nation of about 800,000 people. Uh, It's about 9,000 square miles. It's not that big. It is surrounded on one side Um, Well, it's to the north by Eritrea, to the west by Ethiopia, and and also down to the south, and into kind of the southeast uh, by Somalia. If you think of Africa, on the eastern side, there's this little piece that juts out called the Horn of Africa. And it's kind of where Africa meets up with the Arabian Peninsula, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Oman, all those things over there. And if you think about, or if you look at a map and where those are, On the left side of the Arabian Peninsula, the east side, the right side of Africa, there is the um, Red Sea, which starts up at the Suez Canal and Egypt, and then comes down along, um, well, down there, the Red Sea. Where it ends is the country of Eritrea on the African side, and Djibouti is right there. That's where the Red Sea ends and the Gulf of Aden and the Indian Ocean begin. Now, so right across the... Gulf of Aden from Djibouti would be Yemen, if you could actually see it, which I can't, but that's, that's what's over there. So it's right here in the midst of these connections of these different oceans, these major shipping lanes, these major shipping ports. And so, of course, a major part of what happens in Djibouti is shipping. There is you know huge amounts of, of container shipping, of shipping uh, boats that are coming through here, people stopping. Um, for rest or for transit, refueling, all those things. Uh, I've read that it's apparently, I mean, it's the major port for uh, products coming out of Ethiopia. see the huge amount of traffic coming in from inner Africa, coming into Djibouti. People have said that Djibouti was set up in many ways as a a kind of neutral port, a neutral space to try to play the role of, like, say, a Switzerland in Europe as far as being a neutral broker between things and parties and people. Uh, The major... I thought I would a major impression I get is when you get here is it's hot, incredibly hot, insanely hot. Uh, you know, it's, uh, today it was supposedly, I guess, around 97 degrees, um, the, which whatever that is high 30s in, uh, in Celsius. But because of also the intense humidity, the actual heat index makes it feel significantly um, hotter, like maybe 105, like around 40 C, you know, today. I mean, it's just it's just crazy hot, and in the night it might get down to the middle or upper eighties. So you're not really getting a whole lot. I was looking at Wikipedia, and it shows the the, the average heat and the low heat over the uh, over the scope of things. And the lowest heat, the lowest low recorded for Djibouti, was uh, sixty three in in one of the uh, in one in a December at some point. It's just it's just hot and on the opposite side one of the highest temperatures was a uh, it was 117 degrees or 47 degrees in a, in a June and July of some year it's out there so it's just it's just crazy hot you go outside and it's just you know you're immediately just drenched in sweat and it's just boom you're out there it's it's uh, it's crazy <laughs> just amazing but uh, but that's that's Djibouti it's 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 like that when you look at the stats and the things it says, uh, one of the things I was reading said that about 0.1% of the land is actually arable, it could be actually used for farming and such. The rest is, uh, is desert and, and, and just dry. You could see that flying in. It was just this view of sand and, and just the, the look of sand and everything else that's there. Um, getting here was a bit of a, tr- a trick for me, too. I had to fly out of Hartford, Connecticut. I actually flew a little bit west to Toronto, Canada, and I flew from there on a, um, on a big plane, a 787, over to Addis Ababa in Ethiopia um, where I met up with a couple of my colleagues who had flown in from Dulles in Washington, D.C. They'd flown in on flights. We all met in Addis Ababa in Ethiopia and took then a small little turboprop commuter plane for about an hour flight from Addis Ababa to Djibouti where we landed here. Um, and Getting here, we also had to get all sorts of different vaccinations and things, uh, ye- yellow fever, where several of us are taking anti-malarial drugs, Malarone, because as they say, this is a very extremely high risk area for malaria. And some of the documents say, well, let's see, the mosquitoes in the day have malaria and the mosquitoes at night have dengue fever, neither of which you want to get. So you're trying to pretty much avoid being uh, bitten by any mosquitoes at any time. Um, it 's uh, it's interesting there 's about eight hundred thousand people in djibouti ninety four percent are Muslim, six percent are Christian. Um, the two official languages are French and Arabic, but I understand that uh, various different Somalian and Ethiopian languages are the ones actually spoken by a lot of the population um, you know it again is in many of these developing people places in the developing world, you could see a large income inequality you know flying in we saw you know many. Uh, various different uh, tin houses and other different places there. You know, I'm, as often happens, staying at a, a very nice, very upscale hotel, the Dubai Palace uh, Kapinski. It's a, um, you know, like in a lot of these different places that we travel and that we go to, you wind up in a Western enclave style hotel that caters toward, uh, toward foreigners. On a walled compound that has all of its kind of resort features, uh, while just a you know, a kilometer away or less, um, there's a lot of poverty on that side of things. It's a little bit, you know, just a strange uh, cognitive disconnect, I think, as you drive from here in the shuttles over to the convention center. You just see the the changes in the population, the pieces that are there. Um, The convention center is, uh, you know, again, it's a large number of people that are here, some great sessions, great things going on. From a geek point of view, it was pointed out to me that Djibouti, as befits its kind of neutral broker kind of form, has um, a big role in submarine cables, which provide internet access. There's about eight of them that, are, that land here in Djibouti. So from an internet point of view, it's actually probably a pretty good place to have an internet conference as it is one of these regional kind of hubs where internet cables all come together. So that's a bit about Djibouti. The key word is hot, 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 hot and humid. Uh, just brutally hot. You know, it's, it's amazing. Just, uh, you think of, I've been to many places, but I've never been to a place that is as incredibly hot as this place is right here. It's amazing. Um, obviously, I'm recording this from inside a nice air-conditioned hotel, but outside, it's just, uh, it's crazy hot. Which again, you're at 11 degrees above the equator. You're on the ocean, and you're right down at sea level. And you're in this, the middle of this just really hot zone. So are my first impressions of Djibouti. I'll see if I come back with uh, some more over the scope of this next week. But uh, that's, that's the word. You can uh, listen, leave comments uh, at soundcloud.com slash danyork or any of the social networks where this is posted. And, uh, and I'll have some more thoughts in the next couple of days. You can find more of my audio writing at danyork.me. And I'll put a link in the show notes for the Ion Djibouti conference if you'd like to know what it is that I'm doing here. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.